Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Stocks for beginners. Well, first and foremost, I believe that one of my favorite quotes is whether you believe you can or whether you believe you can't, you are right. So for me, it starts with belief. It starts with faith. And if you believe that you can do something, you're going to find a way or you're going to make one, period. Everything else in the universe is going to get out of your way because you are determined and you are focused and the right things will be attracted to you. Hi, and welcome back to Stocks for Beginners. I'm Phil Muscatello. How do you learn about financial systems? What are the best ways to build your knowledge so that you can approach markets with confidence? My guest today is dedicated to helping people improve their lives through financial education. Hello, Dion. Hey, how's it going? Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming on, Dion. Dion Pouncil is the Principal and Chief Investment Officer of Pouncil Capital, a systematic hedge fund and lead instructor at moneyschool.com. So, Dion, tell us a bit about your background. Yeah, so actually finance is not my traditional background. I'm from the south side of Chicago. I went to school in New York, actually played a little bit of uh, high school, college, and independent professional baseball, and transitioned into technology, and technology led me to finance. And so now I am a systematic hedge fund manager. I am a licensed Series 3 commodity pool operating and commodity trading advisor. Uh, but all of that literally was started from the ground up, literally read some books, took some courses, watched some videos, believed that I could do it and just bet on myself. So I really, 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 truly believe that you could do anything you put your mind to and uh, and put those things in actions. And so, yeah, so now I'm the chief investment officer and principal for Council Capital, which is the systematic hedge fund. And then Money School is the... Uh, app and course platform that I created to be able to teach people, you know, literally what I've learned that was, you know, tools to change my life and my family's future. So what was the first trigger? What was the first trigger that uh, went off in your head to uh, start thinking about investing? Think about investing or think about making money? (laughs) It's a bit of both really, isn't it? (laughs) Well, I'm asking because (laughs) I grew up in a very, uh, rough neighborhood. I grew up on the South side of Chicago in Inglewood. Mm -hmm. I grew up in a single parent home. So struggles were real early. And so, you know, once I, and and literally my mom, my mother taught me how to count with literally dollar bills. So money has always played an interesting role in my life because I learned how to count. I love math and I love science. So I learned how to count with money. And then I realized very early that we didn't necessarily have a lot of money. And we couldn't really live certain lifestyles and we struggled a lot, not a lot, but we struggled with some things around, you know, certain times in life. And I never wanted to experience those again. And I never wanted to make, I never wanted my family or my children or my bloodline to experience. So I started noticing what people would do, people who had money, people who didn't have money. And and in sixth grade, I joined the AAU team and one of my teammates' dad was the coach. And they had a 49-room mansion in Hyde Park in Chicago. 
literally on 48th and I lived on 65th. Okay. So they were 17 blocks away. We lived in a one bedroom basement apartment with four people and they lived in a 49 room mansion. So I knew relatively early that, Hey, there are levels <laughs> and he, he was a lawyer and he was an investor. Yeah, I got exposed to different levels of money early, and I knew which one I wanted yeah. and wanted to you know, aspire to have. Okay, well, let's talk for a moment about your baseball career, because I think, um, and I have spoken to ex-athletes on this podcast before, and a lot of them have realized some of these athletes uh, earn a very good amount of money in a very short period of time and then blow it. Um, have you seen that in the baseball career? And um, you've obviously avoided this as well. No, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, it's a real thing, unfortunately. I think overall, the community is getting better uh, and and just more informed and more educated. But uh, I think again, a lot of these professional athletes come from underprivileged, underserved communities, and a lot of people in the world, not just in underprivileged and underserved communities, don't know about money. But Everybody, the majority of people, if you take the world, it's about 7.7 billion people on the planet now. And about 7.6 billion of them don't know anything about money. And I was I was one of those people as well growing up. Now, personally, I believe that a lot of that is done strategically and on purpose by the one percent who owns everything and stays in control and all of that. And, um, you know, I don't just say that begrudgingly, like early 1920s, Rothschild donated about $500 million to the United States education system. And a reporter said, hey, why did you donate so much money to the education system? And Rothschild said, it was Rothschild or Rockefeller. So whichever one of those R's. One of the R's, Definitely one of those two. He said, because we want a nation of workers, not a nation of thinkers. So literally the education program system is created to build more employees to build workers. And so the people who, you know, traditionally at those time were capitalists and money makers, they didn't want other people making money and doing X, Y, and Z. They wanted other people working for them to make them more money. Right. So that's done strategically. And then when you talk about the athletes, again, like a lot of these athletes, you had to lock in on your sport and your profession to be and reach the levels that you did. And sometimes Unfortunately, you avoid those other classes or things that you needed to learn and understand. And so just because you're 18 or 18 to 25 or 18 to 40 or whatever, and you come into this big lump sum of money, doesn't mean you're going to magically get money management skills with them, right? And if you've never had that amount of money and you don't know what to do with it, you think that it's always going to be there and it's always going to last and it's going to just magically stick around. And so, you know, it's a combination of those things. And so I think um, also the the leagues are doing more to help them be informed and to be educated and having programs and having speakers and having things to be able to put in place that they don't blow through their money. Right. And then information is now just more accessible. There's a lot of stuff online. You got you know, courses like mine, you got podcasts like yours, you have books. And, you know, honestly, now is really no excuse. You mentioned about underserved communities. Do you find that the people that you're talking to and the perp- the kind of people that you're helping are from those underserved communities to a certain extent? Yeah, I think naturally right now, 
Um, so I got about 7,000 students in my pro- various programs. And um, mm. naturally, people are attracted to comfort and what they like and what they know and people who look like them. So I think naturally, yes. And then my story, I'm very real. I'm very authentic and, I, and I'm very open with it and I share it. And that resonates with a certain type of person or a certain person who's had similar you know, upbringings or experiences and things like that. Um, but I also have students all around the world. So, you know, from various backgrounds and I have students who literally, you know, relatively come from money and they still didn't know how to do some of these things. Right. Because again, just because you have money don't mean you know how to manage it or doesn't mean that, you know, risk management doesn't mean you know how to put your money to work for you, or it doesn't even mean that your family or your people or you made your money this way. Right. And so it's a different skill set. And so it's, it's important and it's a different mindset because I'm very big on mindset and I'm very big on approach. Tell us about that mindset. What is the mindset that's required to um, earn money in markets? Well, first and foremost, I believe that one of my favorite quotes is whether you believe you can or whether you believe you can't, you are right. So for me, it starts with belief. It starts with faith. And if you believe that you could do something, you're going to find a way or you're going to make one. Period. Everything else in the universe is going to get out of your way because you are determined and you are focused and the right things will be attracted to you. So for for that, you know, belief. Second, you have to have some patience, self-control, discipline, because if you don't control your energy and you don't control your emotions, you can't control your money because you're going to be swayed too far right, too far left, too, too emotional, too happy, too sad. And those things will your money will be fleeting. Right. So energy management. So I would say first mindset. Second, I would say energy management and managing your thoughts, managing your words, managing your actions, managing your emotions. And then knowledge, being a sponge, acquiring data, right? You can luck into some things occasionally, but being consistent, consistent winner, consistently profitable, consistently having more than you spend, having those things uh, come from the repetition of those principles. And so you have to take those things. And that's why, that's why certain athletes, when they get in business and they do learn, they actually do become successful because the same skill sets that it took them to become the professional level athlete that they did, they can apply those, right? Patience, self-control, discipline, work ethic, dedication, perseverance. Those things are transferable into any industry. And if you apply them, the the odds should be in your favor. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. So I've been watching some of your morning videos on Instagram, and it's really interesting. So first of all, um, the way that you're talking about it is very clear for people, and you're talking about technical analysis, what's known as technical analysis. What's What, in your view, is technical analysis? Yeah, well, it's simply using math and or visual indicators to scan the markets for you uh, or faster than you could 
and give out mathematical summaries. Um, so that's kind of a more technical analysis of technical analysis. It's like, that, simply it's like put, those charts, isn't it? You see those charts with all the um, the red and green squiggles all over it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and those are good and they can be impactful and resourceful, but then they can also be overwhelming because you can look at somebody charting and have like 62 lines and 14 different indicators and then you end up getting uh, analysis paralysis and don't ever actually end up making a trade. Um, which is why I kind of simplify things with the money school algorithm. But you have fundamental investors. Okay, so well, let's let's backtrack. So first and foremost, there's a difference between investing and trading. And a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people don't understand that. Investing, when you think investing, you should think bigger picture long term. You should think one year or longer for your desired return on investment time horizon. Meaning if I put a dollar in here today, the shortest amount of time that I am expecting to get a return on that investment would be 366 days or longer, okay? And the reason I say 366 days, especially because in America, uh, at 366, that becomes a long-term asset. That becomes a long-term hold. And literally, you can avoid up to 40% capital gains tax just by holding it one year and one day, okay? So that's investing. Investing is long-term. When you think about trading, then you can think about short term. Okay, I put this dollar in and I am expecting the money from 365 days or shorter. And so then you can break down your approach. All right. So the approach is I'm investing or I'm trading. And that's a personal decision based off of where you are in your money journey and what time horizon you're expecting your return on investment. Once you understand that, then you can say, okay, how am I going to evaluate the opportunity that I'm considering? And that's where the fundamental analysis versus the technical analysis versus the quantitative analysis versus the statistical analysis, right? So we have these different thought groups and they've they've be- become popular because certain people have had success following those strategies and those approaches, okay? Most famous fundamental investor and analysis guy on the planet was probably Warren Buffett, him and Charlie Munger, right? The biggest quantitative and probably the most successful investor of all time is Jim Simons. He's a quant. He was a former mathematician and, 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 and physicist for MIT. He also worked at the NSA uh, creating code cracking algorithms. And then he created Renaissance Technology, which is the most successful hedge fund, the most successful return on investments of all time. He's produced about over 30% returns for like 30 years in a row, right? And so over time, the math, pretty much wins. And some people choose to do the math themselves through fundamental analysis and research. And some people use the, choose to use computers and technical analysis. I'm one of those people. I like to say that my approach really is kind of like quantumental. I want to get fundamental stuff to, to understand the overall approaches that I want to take. And then I want to use technical and statistical and quantitative analysis to speed that process up. Right. Um, because for me, what I've learned is that Math wins. Computers can move faster than me. They can move more efficiently. They don't get tired. They don't get hungry. They don't have kids. They don't have relationship problems. They don't have to travel. They don't get phone calls. They don't get text messages. They don't get Instagram alerts. And so I study the greats. And they don't have emotions. And they don't have emotions, right? And so I study the greats. When I played baseball, Derek Jeter was my favorite player. I wanted to play shortstop. I played shortstop all the way through college, right? Because I studied the greats and I wanted to be great and I mimic what they did. Now that I'm in finance and I run a hedge fund, I study Jim Simons. I want 
Pouncil Capital to be at and or greater than Renaissance Technology. And so he was a quantitative trader. And as I began to get into the industry years ago, I read and I studied and I began to mirror my game, quote unquote, after him. And so uh, now bringing manifesting those things to life. Literally now I am a licensed hedge fund manager and I choose to run a systematic hedge fund. And so I think, you know, everything is a personal journey, a personal journey, a personal choice and trading and investing is personal. And so you need to know what you like, what you're comfortable with and what operates, you know, that you are able to emotionally control and manage and things that you can have some success in. In one of the videos that I saw you speaking about, you were very keen on talking about the candle. What What is the candle and what's being shown in a candle? Yeah, so I'm, <laughs> I'm very passionate about talking about candles and candlesticks because there's a lot of stuff on the internet. And honestly, it's a lot of shit. Excuse my language. <laughs> um, no problem. <laughs> okay. And so what happens is you get all of these people online and it's information overload and some people have maybe had a couple of things of success here and there which is okay and shout out to them people for that but over time the math doesn't line up okay first and foremost the chart and the candlestick is literally this is not a dion thing this is a fact it's just a visual representation of what's going on in the order book. Some people call it the order book. Some people call it the ticker tape. Some people call it the time and sales window. No matter what you call it, it's the it's the ledger that takes a record of the buys and sales for that particular asset. That is it. That is all a candlestick is, okay? Unless you have other custom calculations in there like we do. But that's all candlestick 101 is. If it opens and more buyers then sellers is going to be green. If it opens and it's more sellers than buyers, it's going to be red. Now, when people start talking about all of these chart patterns and head and shoulders and bottoms and tops and inverting, blah, blah, blah. Unfortunately, the data, the numbers, the math does not support all of that stuff. And for me, I like to stick to the data, things that I can prove, things that I can do the same thing over and over and over and get the same result. And then I can give it to you and you could test it and do the same exact way, the same thing over and over and over and get the same result. Now, when you apply that math to the markets, are you always going to be correct? Are you always going to win? No, but it gives you a higher probability of success. And that is the game you are playing. If you do not have trade preparation, if you do not have a mathematical-based strategy and you do not stick to that plan or rule, the chances of you being successful, being consistently successful are low. And I just like to keep it very, very real with my people, um, whether they end up joining money school or not, whether they become an investor in Pouncil Capital or not, I just going to give it to them for what it really is. And I don't sell dreams. So that's great. You don't sell dreams because that's what happens with a lot of people. They're approaching the markets and they've got this head full of ideas, crazy ideas that they're going to make money, but it's not that easy, is it? Yeah. They're gambling. That's why. They're mm. they're programmed mm. and they're used to putting it all on black or pulling the slot machine and, and hoping for the jackpot or going to the corner store and buying a lottery ticket and hoping to hit the jackpot. True trading and investing doesn't work like that, especially now you as a human, especially with lack of information going up against these algorithms or going against one of my algorithms or one of my systems, you're going to get cooked every time. <laughs> you might not win ever, 
<laughs> right? So, and then they will find something or somebody else to blame. But what I encourage is slow the game down, go at your own pace, read, study, get informed, practice, start small, build and grow. And from there, you might have a recipe for success. You invest in futures markets mainly. What is a futures and uh, which instruments are you looking at? Yeah, so I primarily trade futures. Trade futures and their contracts as well. Sorry, I should have said futures. Yes, futures contracts. So for the newbie listeners, let's break it down for a couple asset classes. You have When you talk about the capital markets, you have stocks, you have bonds, you have options, you have futures, you have Forex, you have crypto. Those are the those are the most popular asset classes. Inside of each of those asset classes, you have different types of instruments. So for stocks, for the stock market, you have different stocks. Those are the companies who go public that you can buy equity in their company. For options, those are derivatives that are based off of the underlying asset that could potentially be a stock. So you could buy a contract that you say, hey, I have the option to convert this into shares or I have the option to sell this contract. Next, you have futures. Futures are contracts that you buy based off of today's price action, what you believe will have an impact on the future result of that price, but you can get paid on it today. And it trades or invests for commodities traditionally. So agricultural, wheat, water, oil, gold, etc. Then you have Forex, which is also known as foreign exchange. So foreign exchange is actually the largest market on the planet. Every time you spend a dollar in another country or you exchange your money for another dollar, that's literally the foreign exchange market. So the United States dollar, the Australian dollar, the Japanese yen, you know, things of that nature. And then now with the digital revolution, you have cryptocurrencies where you have different coins and digital assets. So those are kind of the most popular assets. And then you have bonds, which are literally you become the giver of the money and you become the creditor and now they have to pay you back. Okay. So those are the most popular. Now I trade them all and I invest in stock, but I primarily trade futures because that was one of the first asset classes that I learned and the courses that I took and fell in love with it. Also, because the futures platform that I trade on that I teach, you can start with a relatively low amount. You could literally open up a futures brokerage account at this particular brokerage for $400. You could trade the asset class that I teach for just $500. You just need to put $500 in your account and and one contract of this particular asset class costs hundred. I mean, $1.25. Or the other asset class that I teach costs $15.62. Those things are very affordable for the average person. And it allows you to produce daily, weekly, and monthly income because those brokerages pay out same day. So now you can literally begin to change your life. If you just made $50 a day, there's 252 trading days in a year, right? If you just made $200 a day, it'd be $48,000 a year. That's literally more than, that's almost twice the American average income. So 
you don't and I and I teach people this way because you don't have to have hundreds of thousands and millions of billions of dollars to go in and trade and invest because that's one of the obstacles people face mentally. Like, oh, I can't afford to do that. Trading and investing is only for rich people and wealthy people. No, well, I'm here to dispel that. That's not the truth. And I can show you, and I've lived it and I've done it. That's the thing we've talked, we've kind of touched on a couple of times in our conversation is the kind of um, uh, ideas people have about investing when they approach the markets. Are there any other mistaken views that people approach the markets with that you've noticed? Well, there's natural ignorance and there's selective ignorance, right? So some people just genuinely don't know and they don't know that they don't know. And then there's people who don't know, but then they because they choose not to know. Oh, I don't want to learn about that. I don't care about that. It's not for me. So when you make those choices, then that's on you, right? So understanding those two different things first. First and foremost, a lot of people deal with a lack of self-motivation, right? Some people deal with a lot of a lack of self-esteem and a lack of self-confidence. So no matter what it is, they already start out from a place of negativity, not thinking that they can do it or be successful in it. So you have to fight against those yourself as a person. And once you get past those, then you need to say, okay, well, what is going to get me from point A to point B? And most of the time, you're going to have to learn about A, and you're going to have to learn about B, and you're going to have to learn about how to get from A to B. Right. And then the next thing, it comes to practice. You got to practice. You got to put in the work. I did not become a professional baseball player by just thinking about it. I had to actually get out there and do it. I had to actually end up working. I had to actually take ground balls and I had to actually compete and I had to actually beat people for a spot to be a starter. And I had to actually rise through the ranks. Same thing in the business world, same thing in the trading world. I had to think about it and then I had to read some books and then I had to take some courses. Then I had to practice and I had to put some money up. I started my first trading account with $1,500. I grew it to $3,000 in two weeks. I blew through the whole $3,000. I put $3,000 in there. I grew it to $7,000 in two weeks. I blew through the whole $7,000. I put $5,000 in there. I grew it to $10,000 and I've never looked back. But each one of those trades and each one of those experiences, I had to learn from it. And I had to, you know, acknowledge what went wrong. Where did I mess up? How can I get better? Optimize it. And I had to be real with myself. That's the other thing. People lie to themselves. Everybody lies to themselves sometimes, but it's when you start believing a lie. That's when it gets dangerous. Mm. Right? So. So when people come to meet you for the first time, uh, going to money school or to Pouncil Capital, what should they expect? Apart from a really great guy with a lot of very good information and a, a clear way of explaining things, I must say. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. So uh, first and foremost, know that I put my heart and soul into this for it and for the people because I, I'm very passionate about everything that I do. And I truly believe that this is a part of my mission and I have made it my life's mission. So I do give it my best in, in both in Pouncil Capital and in Money School. For Pouncil Capital, there are certain limitations because legally through, you know, SEC and because I'm licensed and all that, you have to be an accredited investor uh, in a QEP. And you also have to have a minimum of $100,000 or a minimum of a million to invest into my fund. So I know that everybody doesn't meet those requirements and there are ways that I can help, but I knew that. And so I wanted to create lanes to where no matter where you are in your journey, you can learn and start and you could grow to those levels. So you get something that 
is of value to where you are. You could literally know nothing about money and you, you could literally go into money school and start in the money school financial dictionary and literally just start listening to the words, right? You could literally just watch the key topic explainer videos and literally in whiteboard explainer form, listen to a story as it visually tells you about that financial topic. You could take bite-sized courses where the courses are literally only like 15 minutes to an hour where you learn specifically stocks or investing for beginners or dividends for beginners, right? And then I'm big on energy. So we have money affirmation videos that literally speak positively into your spirit and tell you, you know, hey, I am a money magnet, right? I deserve wealth. I believe I should be wealthy, et cetera, right? And that starts to shift your mindset. So you get those things um, in money school because I don't come from any of those things. And I know that at, at different points of my journey, those things had a direct impact on me. And I, if I had a me when I was in those places, oh my Lord, I'd probably be a billionaire by now. Right. But, <laughs> you know, so I wanted to create things for people that were real and that were practical, that they could actually start putting real things in place to start seeing real opportunities and real change. And um, you have a, a mission to reach 75 million people. Why 75 million? Why that particular? Yeah, thing? I was in the hospital last year for about four weeks and uh, almost died. I was in intensive care for about two weeks. And one of those nights, the doctor came in and said, hey, call your family, get your things in order. You might not make it through the night. And so I'm really big on energy. I rebuked that, didn't receive that energy. And then I started to just channel my energy on health and focusing on getting out of there. And so I literally convinced them to let me walk to the restroom because my, I had blood clots in my lungs and my lungs was collapsing and I couldn't walk. I could barely talk. But I would literally go to the restroom and I would look in the mirror and I would speak life over myself. And I would say, Dion, I love you. You will beat this. You will overcome. This is not the end of your journey. And not only that, you're going to use this because traditionally I'm more of a private person. Like if you look before I launched Money School, if you look on my social media, I rarely ever post. But now I'm posting every day because I'm literally like, you know what? It's bigger than me and I'm doing this for the people. So when I was like, you know what? I'm going to use this as a testimony to be able to help other people change their lives. And I want to make the world a better place. So that fa- that sounds very utopian and very like, you know, woo woo. But I'm a data guy. So literally, I took a picture and then I looked up how many people were on the planet. It was approximately 7.5 billion people. And I said, okay, well, let's make the world 1% better. And 1% of 70.5 billion is 75 million. So that's where I get that number from. And right now, I got about 7,000 students in my program. So 7,000. So. 7.5, so we're at about 0.001%. <laughs> I love the way you can still do the math in your heads. In your head. yeah. <laughs> so if um, someone listening to this podcast wants to learn more about uh, Money School, where should they go? And um, more importantly, what should they be expecting and start to thinking about in their heads? Because I, I love the way that you said you got to listen to the words. Yeah. Even if you don't understand the words, I'm assuming that what, what you're saying is even if you don't understand the words, you need to listen. Yeah. To when the you words. were a kid and you were a baby, you didn't know how to talk yet. You were just listening to people talk and you picked up on it and eventually you got it, right? Same thing. All we, we all learn through pattern recognition. It's the same, same, same principles. Um, 
Money School, moneyschool.com, M-O-N-E-Y-S-K-O-O-L.com. Think of it as Netflix with a trading school, right? So you could literally download it on your phone, download it on your tablet, go to it on your browser. You could literally pull it up in Apple TV, Roku, Smart TVs, Amazon Fire Stick. It's literally a streaming app for financial education, trading, and investing. So you can binge watch it just like you do your favorite show and learn practical things. Um, Pouncil Capital, pouncilcapital.com. My last name, P-O-U-N-C-I-L, capital, C-A-P-I-T-A-L.com. And uh, anywhere on the internet, I'm pretty much just Dion Pouncil, at Dion Pouncil on all my social media platforms. So, uh, yes, that's a, that's where the people can find me. And I'm a real person. You can email me, text me, I mean, uh, message me, engage. You know, I talk <laughs> to everybody. So just vibing. Yeah. And on Instagram, the, the videos, that's where I've been watching you is at the Instagram. Yeah. Videos, and we're so, yeah. So I, I do yeah. um, a private trading room from 9, 15 a.m. to 11 a.m. for the money schoolers and everybody that has paid that joined the trade club. And then I do a free trade club open to the public, literally on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and in the live trade club room from 2.30 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday, as long as it's not a holiday or I'm not traveling. So, Dion Pouncil, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. It's been a real pleasure meeting you. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. If you found this podcast helpful, please tell a friend, especially if it's someone who needs to start thinking about investing for their future. You'll be helping them and helping me to keep this show on the road. Stocks for Beginners is for information and educational purposes only. It isn't financial advice and you shouldn't buy or sell any investments based on what you've heard here. Any opinion or commentary is the view of the speaker only, not Stocks for Beginners. This podcast doesn't replace professional advice regarding your personal financial needs, circumstances or current situation. And thank you for listening to my podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.